That was the voice of Jason Tatum, of course, of the Boston Celtics. They win game four yesterday, 116-99 over the Miami Heat. And it's a good thing he had a big game. He finished with 33 points because nobody else had more than 17. Jalen Brown was the second-leading scorer yesterday for Boston. So Boston remains alive for game five, and now they take it back home, Trista, where during the playoffs, home court advantage has kind of been a disadvantage for Boston. First, before I ask you long-term, do we think that the Celtics are still really alive in the series? As far as tomorrow night's Game 5 goes, how do you see it breaking down? Yeah, I mean, my favorite bet probably is going to be Miami plus 7.5. Like, there's just no situation where they're going to get blown out two nights in a row. And they were in control all of Game 4. So, you know, they had got a little bit lazy in the third quarter. You could tell that Miami was a little bit lethargic. And for no real reason. Like, they played the first half great. They were up at one point, I want to say, nine points. You know, Jimmy got his. He got 20. I think he had 29. So it really was just a matter of Miami taking their foot off the brakes or off the gas because Boston just hasn't been very good. Boston ended up hitting threes. And when Boston hits threes, they win games, plain and simple. I think they shot 40% from three, maybe a little bit better. And they had a ton of them. You know, Marcus Smart got loose. Tatum hit a bunch. Uh, Jalen Brown hit a couple. You know, some of the other role players as well. So, yeah, I think Miami plus 7.5 is a really good bet. And I think Miami plus 240 is a really good bet on the money line, just to sprinkle. Uh, Miami's got a really good record against Boston, even at TD Garden for the full year, not just in the playoffs. Obviously, they won both game one and game two. Uh, I think this game could – I think this could be over in five. I really do. Good numbers, Trista. And you must have your TI-83 calculator with you because Boston was exactly 40% from three-point land last game, 18 of 45. And you're right, that team kind of goes as their three-point shot does. Let me ask you this, when it comes to pressure, it seems like Boston would be the team that has all the pressure, right? Because they were the two seed. They were the team that won all the games in the regular season. Boston, I should say, Miami really came limping into this thing. I mean, it's hard to remember at this point, but they actually had to play in the play-in game just to make it to the quote-unquote real playoffs. But now that we're here and the game is in Boston, man, I think that Boston just has all the pressure in the world to go out there and win this game. And quite frankly, I don't know that that's necessarily a good thing. I don't know that this team has shown us that they're built for that. And I get it. They made it all the way to the championship last year. But when you talk about Joe Mazzula and when you talk about Jason Tatum, right, it's easy to look at – the coach and best player combination on the other side and go Eric Spolstra oh I believe in that guy Jimmy Butler yeah I'll take that guy but do we believe in this type of situation coming up tomorrow not only that Boston can win the game by seven and a half points but that Boston and Jimmy and Joe can actually win this game at all yeah I mean I I think it's going to be one of those situations where Miami comes to play I don't think Boston's a team that does particularly well under pressure they had a couple of good moments when Jason Tatum came out in game six against the Philadelphia 76ers in the last four minutes of the game really lit it up I don't think he missed a shot uh in the the latter four minutes of game six and then he obviously went absolutely bananas and nuclear in game seven but he's gonna need to do that in games five uh, game six uh, and game seven in order for them to come away with a series win, which I just do not foresee happening, Sean. Like, I just personally think Miami has the upper hand. Obviously, they only need to win one. Uh, they're going to get one of those games at home. 
But I do think that they're going to come hungry. Uh, Jimmy Butler was singing at the presser. Like, he literally just showed up humming and singing. And they asked him, like, oh, wow, like, no pressure, huh? You're not feeling anything? Like, how, are, you, are you worried? And he's like, no, I'm not worried. Like, we're going to beat these guys' ass. No. That kind of so, tells you everything you need to know. So they're confident, and you're confident. And let's say that you and Jimmy and everybody on that side of things is right. And now we've got this pie in front of us, okay? And I like peach pie personally, but this is blame pie. Ooh. We're gonna kind of we're gonna divide the blame here. We're gonna cut slices when it comes to Boston. And assuming that we're right, and their and their season ends, and they don't pull this thing off and become the first team in NBA history to come back down from three to zero in a series. How much of the pie, that blame pie, do we give to Joe Missoula? Because as the regular season went along, everybody was jocking this guy, right? He finished third, Trista. I had to look back at this. That dude finished third in NBA Coach of the Year voting. And he actually got the second most votes. And those are people that during the regular season, supposedly, I mean, they get their votes supposedly because they know something. And now those are the same people that are saying this guy sucks and he can't coach his way out of a paper bag. How much do we blame him for Boston's, I guess, failures that we've seen so far to this point in the playoffs first and foremost sean we have to like disavow ourselves that these people with votes are legit human beings like we just <laughs> they just some of them are you know like bill simmons is not like a real person anymore so they're jokers not everybody even watches all of the games right like they're not they're watching the bigger market teams and they're continuing to keep it pushing and they're writing their articles so those people who had Joe Missoula as the coach of the year earlier on in the season, and I think he was the leading leader in the clubhouse for many months. Uh, it oh, according was all to MGM, according to BetMGM, heading into the last month of the regular season, Joe Missoula was the pretty heavy favorite to end up winning NBA Coach of the Year. So yeah, to your point, not only was it the talking heads, but it was Las Vegas that thought this guy was going to be Coach of the Year. It's crazy. Yeah, and the reasoning w was is because he took over he took over this chaotic situation a week from training camp. I never bought into that. Like, this is one of the most talented teams in the NBA. You have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. You've got Marcus Smart. You add Malcolm Brogdon. You've got Grant Williams. You've got Al Horford. You've got uh, Time Lord. You've got a bunch of uh, little role players along the way as well. Like, you were the two seed last year. You went to the finals. Like, if you don't take over and continue to keep it pushing when you were on the bench with Ime Udoka last year, then it's on you. Like, you, you're you not like – is remember when Luke Walton took over for yeah. uh, Steve Kerr, when Steve Kerr had back surgery and everybody's like, oh, man, Luke Walton. Like, Luke Walton, what are you doing with the Warriors? He, he, did, he, he did win them. Didn't, didn't they go – didn't they win like 20-something in a row? Yeah, but it was the Warriors. Like, it's Steph Curry Touché. and Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant yes. and Draymond Green. Like, these are these are fake people that aren't, like, logically, there's not working. So how much does the blame go on him? Well, first and foremost, I don't think he should have gotten all the credit to begin with. Like, the team was continuing to kind of hum along. All the assistants stayed the same. Damon Stoudemire was there. Aaron Miles was there. The what they were running was the same. Their defensive identity slipped right away. Preach on, I mean, you girl. saw preach on, huh? Yeah, so preach you saw on. the cracks, cracks in the system very early on. They're giving fourth quarter leads away, but like, whose fault is it? Everybody's. I think everybody gets equal blame. It's Marcus Smart that gets blame. It's Jason Tatum who gets blame. It's Jalen Brown who gets blame. Like these guys are soft. 
they've given up fourth quarter leads since Brad Stevens was the head coach. You, it's almost like you have to slap the hell out of them for them to wake up and play basketball to the best of their abilities. And all they do is worry about making shots. And if they make shots, they win. If they miss shots, they lose. And Miami can beat you in a bunch of different ways. Hallelujah and amen to all that, especially about Joe Missoula. I don't, I didn't, it's not like he took over. It's not like it was Mike Brown who took over Sacramento, who had lost more games than any NBA franchise over the last decade. And it's like, damn, they're not just good, but all of a sudden they're battling for that number two or three seat. Now that's what a coach of the year does. For Missoula, as you point out, what did he do? What are we giving him credit for? Okay, so this guy already had this unbelievable team with an unbelievable coaching staff who already went really deep last year, and now during the regular season, he's winning some games, and we're patting him on the back, talking about how great of a coach this guy is? Why? It's almost like, can't we just wait? And I understand, as far as those votes go, we can't because it's a regular season award. I'm just saying, if we're going to give him that actual credit and calling him a great coach, or even a good coach, or even a capable coach, Let's wait and see. And I think now that we've waited and saw a little bit, Trista, maybe the moment's a little bit too big. So let me ask you this. Going forward, what happens? What do we do now? Especially when it comes to head coach. There's there's no way they get rid of this guy right now, right? Like, I think he gets another crack. I don't think it's been so bad. In the public eye, it has been. But let's not forget, he did have his team with the best record in the Eastern Conference for most of the regular season. In the playoffs, they were pretty good. So I don't know if I'm ready to fire him. What do you do with Missoula? Wait, 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 Sean, in the playoffs, they were not pretty good. They, I think it took six to get against Atlanta. Like, Atlanta, like, take going six to Atlanta makes no sense. Going seven with Philly makes no sense. And about to be swept or gentleman sweep to a team that was in the play-in also makes no sense. So the fact that they have advanced is impressive, but they've been hobbling their little way along the way. Well, don't kill my story with all those good points because you're exactly right. But, (laughs) but they're here. And when the series began, that's where they were supposed to be. Now that we've actually seen this series play out, it's tough for me to say that Missoula is a good coach or that Boston is even that good of a basketball team. So what do we do with them? Are you ready to break them up? Because obviously Jalen Brown individually is a top 10, 15 player in the league, third team all NBA this season. You've got a guy in Jason Tatum, top five NBA voting in the last couple of years. And when he's good, he's great. The same question that was asked with Philly, as soon as they got knocked out, Trista, a week ago, or a week and a half ago at this point, what do you do, right? Fire the coach, break up the whole team. The question's about to be asked with Boston. So I ask you, what do you do with them? Yeah, I mean, I think you just... If you if you if it was me, you get rid of him. But it doesn't appear that they're going to. Brad Stevens loves him, so I mean he's in the first year of a four year deal. You've got uh, Jalen Brown who's going to get like a super max contract because he's all NBA, which is like fifty eight million dollars a year, which is a significant drop off if he were to go somewhere else. Jay, uh, Jason Tatum's about to get a crazy super max deal himself. Like they're only what twenty five, twenty six years old. You have to say to, your, say to yourself, like, you know, Embiid's much older, Harden's much older. Yeah, Tatum's only 25, and, and Jalen Brown, I think, is also 25, uh, 26. So, I mean, these guys are really just kind of peaking at this very second. Um, maybe you need to move some things around with the point guard position. Maybe you need to find a veteran 
like P.J. Tucker was for so many teams. You need to find someone to instill toughness. If the coach is not going to be that, then you need to have a veteran who is going to be that because clearly the star players aren't the you know hardcore dogs in the room that'll like put everybody in a, a highly motivated space. Las Vegas and BetMGM don't necessarily think that Boston is dead ducks like you and I do. So not only, Trista, are they seven and a half point favorites to win the game tomorrow night, and ultimately, they definitely should. And if you gave me a free million bucks, I'll tell you Boston wins the game tomorrow, but doesn't cover. But here's the odds to win the NBA championship. No surprise, Denver's the favorite, heavy favorite, at minus 200. But the difference between the Heat and the Celtics Probably not as much as you would think. The Heat right now are plus 375 with BetMGM to ultimately win the title, and Boston is plus 450. So maybe you and I think they're dead, but it appears there's some betters out there for whatever reason that still believe in Boston. Yeah, and now you can get Heat. You know what you need to do? You need Tell to me. take the Heat minus 275 to win the East right now because, like, last night it was minus 2,000. So... I would just continue to double down and triple down on the Heat. The Celtics aren't winning this series. They're not. They're just not. They're not built for this. They're not resilient enough to win four in a row. They're just not. We've seen them play with their food, as Doc Rivers would say, play with their meat pretty much this entire run to this point. So Heat minus 275 on the money uh, to win the East. And then if they lose tomorrow... Guess what price you're going to get for them to win the East? Go back, triple back, because it was 2,000, minus 2,000 yesterday for them to win the East. It'll be, honestly, if that happens, let's say that Boston goes out there, looks great tomorrow, smashes them tomorrow night, wins by 20, and everybody's back in the Boston corner and talking about how great Mizzou is and giving Tatum. If that happens, not only do I think that Boston is favored on the road, in game six in Miami, where everybody's going, all right, the Celtics are back. But I think Boston is probably a pick them to win the series at that point, right? Yeah, I think that's right. I'm looking at uh, just Eastern Conference Finals MVP. Really bad price. Jason Tatum plus 230, Celtics plus 225 to win the East. That's the exact same thing, right? Like, right, that's not if worth Jason, it. If, if they win the East, then Jason Tatum will be Eastern Conference Finals MVP. There will be no one else. No matter got, who wins uh, Jalen Brown. Conference, Jimmy Butler should be the MVP. Let's be honest with ourselves. That guy's been unbelievable. Yeah, and Jalen Brown is buns. He's been horrible in this series, and he's 35-1. to 1. So, The masked that's man how I would has do been it. nowhere to be found. With Trista Crick on the you know sports that? machine, Sean Levine. We've got a lot of baseball action going on as we speak. Some surprising scores. We'll talk a little MLB on the other side. It's Bet MGM tonight right here on the BetQL Network.